Winning the conference championship should be the bare minimum for the Bearcats football team this season, and they shouldn't have that much difficulty doing it. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you very much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. It's free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel, up to 370 subscribers and counting. Winning a conference championship for the Cincinnati Bearcats, by the way, if I didn't introduce myself, my name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day. And today we're going to talk about why winning a third straight American championship should be the bare minimum for Cincinnati this season. And I don't think they're going to have much difficulty doing it either. So, and I'll also give you four things that need to happen for the Bearcats to win a championship this season. And they're not the four things you're thinking of. I know I've mentioned a lot of the same things that need to happen in the past for the Bearcats to win a championship, but I have some new things that need to happen as well. And none of them have to do with the quarterback. So there you go. Winning a conference championship, it should be the bare minimum this season for Cincinnati. The Bearcats are now a college football playoff program. They're now a top 10 program in all of college football. So what Cincinnati needs to do, especially playing this season, their final season in the American Athletic Conference, they need to win the conference championship. Because they've been in the college football playoff, they're expected to win the American with relative ease. From a national perspective, and I haven't listened to any, you know, I shouldn't say that. From a national perspective, it's, well, they just went to the college football playoff and they play in a group of five conference. They shouldn't have any problem winning the American Athletic Conference. I think that's part of the national perspective. I also think part of it is, yes, they're rebuilding, but they should contend for the conference championship. There are two teams at the end of the season who are going to play for the American championship. Name me... Um, two better teams than Cincinnati in the American Athletic Conference. Houston, that's one. Can you definitively name a second? I don't think you can. So Cincinnati might be a little tougher to get to the conference championship this year. I don't think it will be. But they should still be, by the end of the season, playing for a championship. If that means they have to play on the road, they have to play on the road. If it means they host the championship game for the third straight year, then that's great too. But think about what Cincinnati has going for them right now. Besides coming off a college football playoff season, they're going to the Big 12. They just signed Luke Fickle to a contract extension, who was arguably the hottest, fastest growing coach in the in the sport of college football. Season tickets are selling out. It should be automatic that this team wins a conference championship, right? And let's look at it from the other way around. See, I can tell you why the Bearcats should win a conference championship this year because they're coming off a college football playoff appearance, because that makes them the best team in the conference. They are a Power 5 team playing in the American Athletic Conference. So in that regard, it's not just that this season is the most important in Bearcats football history. It's also the fact that it is the most unique because you're a Power 5 team playing in a group of five conference. You are now a Power 5 team. May not be officially yet, But you are in my eyes, and in a lot of people, excuse me, a lot of people's eyes as well. So think about from the other way around. 
it's a failure if they don't win a conference championship. Because how how would that look if you go into the Big 12? And I get it, there are other teams from this conference who are going to the Big 12, who are once probably not winning a championship this year. The other could, but Cincinnati should. Not just could, should. So if you look at it from that way, and you go into the Big 12, coming off a college football playoff appearance, but you can't win an American championship in your final season? How bad would that look? It wouldn't look great. I would, I'll tell you that much. If you let somebody like a Houston or a UCF or a Memphis win, you can't go into the Big 12 with that. It's fine if you're moving. Let, let's say Cincinnati was already in the Power 5 conference. Let's say they were in the Big 12. Or, I'm sorry, they were in the um, ACC and then they're moving to the Pac-12. Or let's say they're in the Pac-12 and they're moving to the Big 12. Or they're in the Big East and they're moving to the Big 12. That's fine if they don't win a championship because they're already in a really good conference. But you're a Power 5 team playing in a Group of 5 conference. What would teams say to you if you don't win a conference championship? What would teams like Tulane and Navy, what would teams like Tulsa and Temple and East Carolina, who I think the last three years have felt like there is that giant boulder standing in their way of competing for something meaningful in this conference, and that giant boulder is Cincinnati. Think about teams like Houston and UCF and Memphis. Now, Memphis did beat Cincinnati in a championship game back in 2019, but think about teams like Houston and UCF, teams who have come close to knocking off Cincinnati but just haven't been able to do it, or a team like Tulsa. The last two years, Tulsa's played Cincinnati to two one-score games, one in the conference championship game, the other in a game with college game day as the backdrop amidst a amid a Bearcats run of the college football playoff. So when you don't win a championship, if that happens, teams are going to look at look at you and say, well, aren't you better than that? They're going to poke fun at that. That team is now going to a Power 5 conference. Don't get caught up in, oh, we're going to a Power 5 conference next year. You know, Let's just see how the season plays out. No, you can't think like that. Because you're still playing for a championship. And this program understands that. This program has championship expectations. This program expects to win a championship. Remember in 2019 when we constantly heard from Luke Fickle, well, we don't talk about playing for a championship. Why? Because you didn't think you were good enough? I'm not saying that's how they felt. But maybe they didn't truly think they were good enough. I don't think that's the case because 2018, Luke Fickle talked about this team had had a chance to play for a conference championship. And I don't know why they didn't talk about a conference championship in 2019. I think they were unprepared for that game a little bit. 2020 and last year, they were as prepared as they possibly could have been for those games. And this year, they are prepared again. It is a tough spot to be in because the Bearcats, I said yesterday, don't have to replicate what they did in 2021, but they do have to win a conference championship. And the margin for error is slim. The margin for error is 
not as slim as it was last year. Because last year, there was the goal of winning the conference championship. But there was also that feeling of we could go to the playoff. The margin for error to do that was very slim. This year, the margin for error for winning the conference championship is slim. You can't lose two games and expect to play for a championship in, in conference play. You can't be 6-2, and two, I don't think, especially now that the conference is one division. You can be 7-1. and one. The Bearcats have been 7-1 and one in the play for championship game before. You can be a no, of course. Margin for error is not as slim as it was last year, but yeah, it's slim. And you're going to have teams who know, like I said, that giant boulder that Cincinnati portrays itself as is in the way, and you're going to get every team's best shot of winning the conference championship. Coming up, though, why this team should have no issue winning the conference championship, it has to do with that margin for error concept. That next, but first, a word from Built Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the Puffs treatment. That's right. The Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. These are good for you, so you don't have to worry about eating unhealthy like you might do during a Bearcats game or stress eat after a game like I do because Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to Built.com to make sure you don't miss out. They are going fast because they taste amazing and they're good for you. Why? Because they're made with collagen protein and you don't need a doctor to tell you that. I can tell you that. Your body absorbs them more efficiently, collagens. And they provide tons of health benefits. So eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about Built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They are the perfect treat. Maybe you want to eat them during a Bearcats game. Hey, how cool would it be if you entertained people for the game and said, hey, we're going to have some Built Bars during the game. What? Oh, let me tell you about them. They're the perfect treat when you've got that craving, when you need a game day snack, or you need a snack for your post-game workout to let out frustration if the Bearcats lose to Arkansas or a conference opponent, which hopefully they won't. Delicious, coconut-rich, sweet, brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to Build.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk puffs right now using promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Build.com. Which NFL stars are moving the betting lines the most? It's all happening this week on Locked On NFL as the hosts give you the players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online, available all week on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Alex Frank here with you on Locked On Bearcats. We are 44 days away from the start of the college football season. The Cincinnati Bearcats in Fayetteville, Arkansas, to take on the Razorbacks as they begin their quest towards a third straight conference championship game. So the margin for error concept applies here because last year, last year the Bearcats, the margin for error was zero. It was literally cut and dry zero. And the Bearcats still made the college football playoff. Think about the pressure that was on that team every single week. Like I remember sitting in the stands in Bloomington, down 14 nothing. I wasn't down 14 nothing. The Bearcats were down 14 nothing, And I remember thinking to myself, our season's on the line here. Now, in retrospect, um, season wasn't on the line. Because, you know, 
a conference championship is going to be very much in play. But in terms of where you wanted them to go, in terms of where I wanted them to go, in terms of where everybody wanted them to go that's affiliated with the Bearcats program, the season was on the line. Like, it was dire straits. 14-0 in the second quarter. You're getting manhandled. And you're thinking, are we number eight or are they number eight in the country? Indiana was unranked, by the way. They survived that. They beat Notre Dame. And then the pressure was on. Can you imagine what would have happened if you had done what you did in the first four weeks, Cincinnati, beat Indiana, beat Notre Dame, and then all of a sudden you lose to, I don't know, Navy? How bad would that have been? As great as, as, great as last season was, the Temple and UCF games, when the Bearcats could seemingly do whatever they want against both teams, when every single game came up, you were nervous. Because as, as, as you kept stacking more and more wins, you were entering uncharted territory. As you started climbing the ladder, if you lost a game, it would come crashing down after all that work you built up. There's that saying, you know, what's that saying? Um, why go anywhere if you're not going to go all the way? But it's a hard position to be in. Because, you know, we, as humans, I believe, have a tendency to doubt ourselves. But the Bearcats did not do that. They believed they were going to win every single game. And the pressure wasn't there to just win every game. The pressure was there to not win every game by just 10 points. Now, they got away with winning two games by one, by two games by one score in conference play, which I still am baffled by. But there was no margin for error, and this team came forth and conquered. They still did what they needed to do. If last year's team could do that, this year's team can win a conference championship. The margin for error is greater. You can lose one of the two games on the road at SMU and UCF and still compete for a championship. And quite frankly, you could probably make a New Year's Six Bowl. Hell, Memphis lost to Temple in 2019 and still went to a New Year's Six Bowl. Cincinnati lost to Memphis at the end of the regular season and still had a shot to play for a trip to the Cotton Bowl. Once you've done something, once you're used to doing something difficult, and this is a concept that I think is not talked about as much, but I seriously think some teams, some teams thrive when things are difficult. It should be less pressurizing when it's not. But some teams, when they make it harder on themselves, they actually thrive. Like, think about 2019 Cincinnati. That team played way too many close games. They, they, they fed off a pesky Tulsa team, 24-13. They um, barely beat East Carolina. They barely beat USF. And they barely beat Temple. Yet that team found ways to win those games. Because they knew when their backs were against the wall or they needed to play, they were going to get it. And they did. And you look at the basketball team that year, 19 through 20. Like, that team was, you know, they thrived on being able to perform when their backs were against the wall. Some teams do that. You know, Ohio State in 2015. I would argue the 2014 was way better. Even though that 2015 team had incredibly talented players, who went on to be drafted by NFL teams, 
That 2014 team was better. Why? Because when their backs were against the wall, when they had to go to Cardell Jones, they delivered. Things came easy to them in the Big Ten Championship and the college football playoff. It didn't come as easy in 2015. And you saw it against teams like Michigan State. You saw it against teams like Michigan even. You saw it against teams like um, Virginia Tech. It wasn't as easy. You saw it against teams like Minnesota. It wasn't easy for Ohio State that year because they thought, well, if they can win a national championship with a third-string quarterback against those teams, I mean, they should be able to do anything, right? It's not as easy as you think. So Cincinnati winning a third straight championship, sometimes when it's easy, it should be that way. It ends up not being that way. Because we as humans have a tendency to overcomplicate things. I believe that too. Now, this Bearcats team is not that. This Bearcats team, even in years where, you know, there wasn't the aspiration of going to the college football playoff, it's easy to get um, caught up in, well, we have all the margin for error in the world. Next thing you know, it's gone. But this team doesn't play like that. They want to dominate you. They want to bully you. They want to blow you out. They might lose to Arkansas. That's fine. That's an SEC team, and you're losing all the talent in the world from last year's team. But don't think SMU and UCF are going to be that difficult. Because you might think they will be. I think it is too, but this is Cincinnati. They have a culture in place. Remember that quote I read to you yesterday? That quote about there's a culture in place. They already have a leg up. I don't know if UCF has a culture in place right now. I don't know if SMU has a culture in place. I think those are good teams, but they don't have culture. Culture wins games. Culture wins championships. And I understand that the margin for error is greater. And Cincinnati might fall into that trap. They have before. But this team, the last two years, keep in mind, they have not lost a conference game. They have not lost a home game in five years. And I don't think that'll change this year. A conference game, maybe. So this team should be at the bare minimum 10-2, and 7-1, playing for a conference championship. And then whoever they get, if it's a home game, if it's a road game, I, I, I would take my chances. Now, if any of you out there, and I'm just going to throw this aside in there. If any of you out there are saying, well... You know, we could lose to we can lose to Houston in the championship game. It'd be fine, right? That's interesting. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but it wouldn't be a good thing either, because Houston can hold that over your heads in the Big Twelve forever, and the national media would take note of that. Up next, so what exactly needs to happen for the Bearcats to win a conference championship this year? I'll give you a core four of things next, but first. If you didn't hear it well enough the first time, and because I mixed up the ad reads for this week, I'm going to tell you once again about the Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar. Let me make sure I got my timestamp around this live read. I did. So, they've got the puffs treatment. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs. What are these? A fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. My favorite cake is German chocolate cake, so this is something that I might enjoy. In fact, I will. I can tell you why. Because... They're made with collagen protein. Your body absorbs them more efficiently. So you think, well, chocolate, that's unhealthy, right? Huh, wrong. Built Bars make them wrong because, again, they have tons of health benefits. 
150 calories, 16 grams of protein, only four grams of sugar and net carbs. That's something that's not only good to have when you're entertaining people for game day, but it's also good when you, you know, need a quick, healthy snack before a workout. An excellent source of protein, too. Delicious content, rich, sweet, brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. I do that a lot. Get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now. Promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. I drink a little red Powerade there. I just, I just got back from running, and uh, I, I've learned over the years that um, Powerade, hashtag not sponsored, is good for you when you run. Alex Frank back here with you, Locked On Bearcats, your host each and every day. So there are four things that I think need to happen for the Cincinnati Bearcats to win a conference championship this year. I've gone through the seven, the seven things that need to happen for success this season. I've done the seven players who will define this season. I've done the seven players – who, will, who are facing the most pressure this season. I've done 12 things that need to happen before the Bearcats make the Big 12. I haven't done yet, though, four things that need to happen for the Bearcats to win a conference championship, just straight up. But I'm going to tell you them right now. Number one, a lead running back must emerge. I've talked about this before. In On good Bearcats teams over the last 15 years, they have had a lead running back dominate. Whether that's Jared Dokes, whether that's Michael Warren, whether that's Isaiah Pede, whether it was Jerome Ford, they've had a dynamo running back in their possession. I think this year that could be one of multiple backs. Kiner, McClelland, Ryan Montgomery maybe. I don't know. But what I do know is um, they need a lead running back because you can do a running back by, running back by committee, but you need someone to take over a game when it's on the line. Number two, playmakers on defense. On good Bearcats teams in the past, they forced turnovers. They did that last year. Four turnovers in Indiana, three turnovers at Notre Dame. They forced multiple turnovers multiple times in 2019. This team needs to do that this year if they're going to have any chance of competing. They also, did they force multiple turnovers against Houston? Mm, I don't think they did. They forced one. They're going to have to do that again this year. Um, that comes from Deshaun Pace. That comes from Javon Hicks. That comes from up front forcing fumbles. If you're Wilson Hubert, if you're if you're Jawan Briggs, if you're Malik Ben, if you're Jabari Taylor, force turnovers. Playmakers on defense. Get your offense, you know, get yourselves off the field. Give your offense a short field. It's not as lethal of an offense this year yet. So you need to help them out by playing complimentary football. Number three, wide receivers have to be major contributors on offense. This is a team in the past that's relied on its tight ends. It's not known for its wide receivers. That's fine. This year, though, I think they're going to have to be reliant on their wide receivers because there's too much talent in that room to begin with, because there's Tyler Scott, because there's Trey Tucker, because there's Nick Martiner, because there's Jaden Thompson, because there's a hoist of great receivers on this team with potential to do really well. I think, seriously, they're going to have to rely on those pass catchers, especially because last year we saw the emergence of Alec Pierce and Tyler Scott. We're going to see the emergence this year of um, Nick Martiner and, and maybe the ascension of Tyler Scott and Trey Tucker. They have to be factors within the offense. Defenses know where the ball is going. It's going to Wiley and, excuse me, to whichever running back is in there. Throw defenses off with your wide receivers. I guarantee you. That it's going to be, you know, 
it's going to be hard for defenses to stop you offensively if you have your wide receivers working. Um, number four, special teams. Look, special teams could derail this team more so than any other team in years past. They really could because the talent has departed. Last year's special teams weren't very good. At least the kicking game wasn't. Now, the punting game was. Mason Fletcher, I'm not worried about. The kicking game, I am. Ryan Coe from um, – or Ryan Coe. That's his name. I think it's Coe. Ryan Coe. Or is it Coe? I don't know. But anyway, from Delaware, he's going to have to be the guy in the kicking game. I'm talking about maybe going like 14 of 16 on field goals. You can't go 9 of 19 or 5 of 10 or whatever Cole Smith went last year. Kicking is going to be a huge factor this year for this team. Because listen, they're not going to be that they're not going to be as great offensively. They're going to have to be able to score points. If you have to settle for a 35-yard field goal, you have to have confidence in Ryan Coe to kick it. If they have to kick a field goal from 45 yards, you can't just punt it all the time. You can't just go for it all the time. Last year, the Bearcats had no confidence in their kicking game, and it showed. This year, they're going to have to be more confident in it in order to win games. They're going to have to be that. That comes from Ryan Coe. And whoever handles the kicking, the kickoff duties, whoever um, handles field goals, Ryan Coe and the special teams must step up this year. So lead running back must emerge because that's what great Bearcats teams have had over the last 15 years. Playmakers on defense to get your defense off the field, create short fields for your offense because we don't know how great the offense is going to be. It could be great, but help them out early in the season, particularly at Arkansas, and give them a short field. Wide receivers must be major contributors. You know, to fool defenses, the ball's not always going to go to the tight ends. It might go to a wide receiver. Stretch the field. You know, stress the defense. Number four, special teams, because they are not going to be able to just, you know, go out there and go 9 of 19 on the field goals all season. You know, this offense is not going to be that good enough to overcome that. So help them out. Kick field goals like Evan McPherson did for the Bengals last year. That needs to be the case for Cincinnati and Ryan Coe or whoever's handling the field goal duties this year. Wow. How about that? So on tomorrow's show, I want to talk more about Luke Fickle and big games because I think we, we'd love a lot of things he does. And believe me, I, I, I am in the club that there should be a statue of him erected outside of Nippert Stadium. But he struggles to win big games. And I think that that is, should be a major talking point going into the season. We'll touch on that on tomorrow's show. Thanks, as always, for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. You can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's, N-N-A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, or email me at Alex3FrankieGmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, up to 370 subscribers and counting. Follow us, too, to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. Thanks, as always, for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Get more on the Big 12 by making Lockdown Big 12 your second listen. Everyday host Josh Neighbors and the local experts of Lockdown take you across the conference in 30 minutes. Lockdown Big 12, your second listen. That's Lockdown Big 12. I'm Alex Frank for the Lockdown Bearcats podcast. Have a great rest of your day. I'll be back tomorrow with Luke Fickle and in big games coaching conversation. Until then, thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Have a great rest of your day. And I'll be back tomorrow with a whole new episode of Lockdown Bearcats.